Here we go. Neutron, proton, mass effect, lyrical oxidation, your irrelevant mass spectrograph, your electron volt, atomic energy erupting as I get all open on betatrons, gamma rays, thermal cracking, cyclotron, any and every mic you're on, transuranium, if y'all was uranium, molecules, spontaneous combustion, Bam. law of definite proportion, gaining weight, I'm every element around. This is Spark Science. We're at Geek Girl Con, and I'm here with Team Rain, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and we're going to talk about robotics, science communication, and high school. Hi, I'm Addie Boylow. I am the business captain for the robotics team, and I am a senior. Hi, I'm Joelle Fitzgerald, and I'm the engineering captain at Holy Names, and I'm also a senior. Hi, my name is Sorel Schifferling, and I'm on the engineering team, and I'm a sophomore. Hi, my name's Michaela Fennell. I'm on the engineering team. I'm a sophomore, and I'm also the scouting lead this year. So I want to know how this team got started and what you do. Anyone can answer it, whoever wants to answer that. So this team was started about three years ago uh, by two girls who did uh, Girls Who Code and met all these wonderful other girls who do robotics. And were like, hey, we should start a team at Holy Names. So they got together, talked to the computer science teacher, and... They started the team. Um, I am the only founding member left on the team. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so we are going off to college. There we go, yeah. <laughs> so basically um, their goal was to create an all-girls robotics team that was very competitive but also, you know, encouraged other women to and other girls to, like, look at robotics as a viable profession. Give me, like, kind of an overview of, like, what kind of robotics you're working on right now, and how has that evolved over the three years, I can ask you, since you're a founding member. So we're part of FIRST Robotics, which which stands for uh, for Inspiration, Recognition in Science and Technology. So um, essentially, uh, that program starts uh, January 7th, and we have a six-week build season. So uh, January 7th, we all show up about 5 o'clock in the morning, and everyone around the world is all watching the exact same prompt release at the same time. What? It's about a 40-page rule book, give or take, every year. So every year you build a different robot. You have a different prompt, a different challenge. So this past year we were doing first stronghold. So our goal was to traverse medieval defenses and shoot um, foam boulders at castles. So that was basically, that was our prompt this year. So it changes every year. Our prompt for this year is a steampunk theme and may incorporate a flying element. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So as the engineering captain this year, I was on the engineering team last year. So we did a lot of um, electrical work and working with tools. And I think my favorite part was learning about all of the tools and like using them because I had no interest in this before I joined robotics. <laughs> so, like, learning new things definitely intrigued me and pushed me to do more. So, like, learning how to use a power drill and a power saw, it's kind of a cool thing to just blurt out there in a conversation because not a lot of people expect it, especially from girls. So, it's kind of cool. Um, so, last year I was a freshman and I had no clue what robotics was all about. And I was really excited to be on the engineering team, and I got to use... Oh, I joined 
because I wanted to be in the engineering department for like a career. Um, I'm still kind of choosing. I want to be in like the engineering and medical field, so maybe like bioengineering or something like that. And I thought that this would really help me discover what I want to do. And I'm really glad I made that choice. And um, Stronghold, participating in that was so fun. The competitions are really fun. You get to meet new people and learn a lot of stuff. I also joined my freshman year and I did it actually because I was with Sorrel and we were like, hey, we should do this together and we should work on this together. And you kind of walk in going, oh my gosh, this is going to be so lame. Everybody's going to be so weird. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they aren't weird. <laughs> But you just kind of come in and you make all of these really great friendships and relationships with all of these really amazing people. And I'm just really glad that I joined. How did the competition go last um, January? So it went really well, first off. (laughs) Yeah, success. Put a lot of time into the robot. You know, it's three hours a day after school. So a lot of time went into this. Mechanical-wise, we were great. The robot was sound. Unfortunately, we did have some programming issues. Where you the ro- always do. You always do. So I think uh, we did really well. We made it to the district championship, cool. which was, you know, we got to meet even more teams. Because at every competition, there's about 30 teams. And then once you get to the district, it's, you know, about 50 to 60 teams. And these all, you know, they're huge teams. It's a lot of pressure. But um, our robot competed very well. We were, you know, there's a lot of teams coming up like, hey, like, we want you in an alliance. Um, we didn't necessarily... Mm-hmm. do very well there's politics in oh yeah it's like survivor you know the show survivor yes. yeah <laughs> there's this thing called the tv go ahead um, yeah survivor so yeah it is like survivor like for reals yeah so you have rankings um so you have like the competition rankings but then teams release their own scouting data so our scouting captain goes around to different teams like what are your skills like what can you do and then you're ranked based on your performance so like your points scored per round, like your defensive maneuvers per round. Wow. There's like there's just charts of statistics posted. And like, you know, I know one team got mad, another one, so they posted their statistics over there. You know, like they covered them up, like, ah, oh, those are wrong. <laughs> So, so, I mean, do you have, like, an ambassador then? Is that is that your, like, that's what you are? Yeah. Can you can you tell me a little bit more? Tell your name one more time. Yeah, so my name is Michaela Fennell, and I am the lead scout this year. So I'm working on developing a program for scouting, and, you know, I'm working back and forth with Addie on this, and we're kind of collaborating. So what I'm doing is my goal is to get information about other teams because there are these components where – nobody's robot can do everything or I mean some some really smart teams can but for the most part nobody can do any everything and so while your robot can do x y and z you know you're going to want to be friends and be on an alliance with people who maybe can do ABC really well so you can score the most amount of points and so maybe you don't just want to be with a team who is the top ranked but you want to be with somebody who is compatible with your own robot and your own set of skills. Yeah, and so at the end, or kind of the end portion of every competition is the alliance selection and the alliance portion. The top eight ranked teams, they kind of stand out on the field and they can select two other teams to participate and be on a team with them. 
And so they call out other teams and they say, okay, we want to be on a team with this person. And, and so you don't know if your team's going to be picked or not, and you don't know who you're going to be on a team with, and there are all of these rules to it. It's just basically like old school dodgeball. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, survival of the fittest. You don't, you want to be picked, but you want to be picked in a certain order. So yeah. coming up to the competitions, you're on an alliance with three teams in every Already? single round. Yeah, uh, just going through, and it alternates, so you have different teams each round so okay. you can see how well you match up with other teams you know you talk to your friends like on the other teams like hey like we'd be really good together so it's a lot of like strategy wise and it's a lot of communication and business like how is this gonna work yeah. like how can we help you and teams who you know are friends or their scouting captains are friends end up being you know you know in the alliances more often than not wow. so there's different elements just besides robotics so I have a question, um, and maybe I'll ask it's you two. Um, is there, like, a Sith Lord team then? Like, just an evil team that, like, no one ever works with, but they're so good they don't have to? Like, I teach physics, and there's there's always that one student that's like, I don't have to work with anyone. I'm too smart. And then, like, that might not be true, but they were, like, they aren't good workers. You don't need to say who, but, it, like, does that exist? Um, I think there are some personalities that are like, oh, yeah, I don't really want to work with you. Or, like, they're pretty stubborn. But there is something with FIRST called gracious professionalism that encourages everyone to help everyone. Where, like, the winning team wins because they're a good team, but also because they helped a lot of other people. Whether it's, like, giving them parts or, like, giving them advice or, yeah. So they really promote promote teams other than just your team like we're a whole community yeah. we're not just like fighting it out <laughs> yeah the other thing too is that when you're making these alliances it, how many other all-female teams are there and do you feel do you feel you hit barriers because people don't want to work with you because of stereotypes of that these are just girls um my name is Sorel Schifferling and Holy Names is actually the only um all-girls robotics team in the state of Washington and maybe also Oregon but I think they're there's, like, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes people, like, underestimate us because we're girls. So they're like, oh, yeah, you did good for a girl. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. We should just all be equal. Like, gender shouldn't have a role in this. It should just be, like, you did good as a robotics team. So that sometimes ticks us off, but there are a lot of good traits because we get a lot of opportunities. So everyone that we work with at first, a lot of our peers is are absolutely amazing people. They are basically gender blind, you know? They've grown up, we're saying basically. <laughs> In this society, that's very, very high. Yes. But they think they're gender blind. That's, yeah. That's better way yeah. to say it. They think it. They think they are. And, you know, they're really, they're, our peers are really great people, and I love the people I do robotics with. I think the adult factor is a little bit different because, you know, they've been raised with certain standards, or they've been raised with certain, you know, ideas of what should be. So it's... Yeah on us as the kids, as the incoming generation to touch on like, hey, this is how we're different, you know? So we have to, you know, there might've been like a negative experience, but we're gonna build on that and we're gonna show you that we are more than an all girls team. We are a robotics team. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, I, I do wanna add to that when you're talking about like generational, I, I wanna say like stereotypes that are ingrained in their, you know, their psyche, even though they're trying to fight it. Um, I, I do a lot of inclusion work where I work with faculty trying to make them more aware and being like, hey, not every, not all of your students had the same exact 
upbringing as you and stuff like that. And I have them go through this identity wheel and they have to like put in, you know, um, like military service, education, um, gender, sex, uh, race, ability, all that kind of stuff. And and there was such there's a lot of resistance to doing that. And you can definitely see that age range. And we did the same thing with TAs, which are in their 20s and none of them had problems. So it, it, I, I really, really appreciate that you're out there trying to push these things because I think there are people my age and older that really, really struggle with identity. Just joining us, this is Spark Science. I'm Regina Barber DeGraff, and today we're at Geek Girl Con interviewing Team Rain, an all female high school robotics team. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that where interactions on how you try to give that message? So, like, because we're teenagers, we're at a natural disadvantage when talking to adults. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> some adults, yeah. yeah, some adults, yes, and it just it makes it you know, a little bit more difficult to be, you know, respected or, like, having your opinions taken seriously. So, you know, if adult does, you know, cross that line of, hey, that wasn't quite right that you said that, you have to find a way to, you know, combat that in, you know, a polite but forceful manner. You know, like, I still haven't learned that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the holy grail right there. <laughs> so I think we do a lot of education on, hey, this is what to expect from these tournaments. This is what to expect from adults specifically. Oh, wow. Like, More what like are the judges? Yeah, yeah. What, what are we going to do to show that, you know, we're not going to play the all-girl card? Because that's what, you know, you get accused of that. Like, you just play. Yeah. It's not so much said, but it's, you know, it's kind of like the, oh, that's why you, you know, if you win over another team, that might be, you know, they're like, oh, it's the all-girls factor. We don't want it to be the all-girls factor. So to do that, we have to be a very competitive team with a very good robot, yeah. you know, a very strong scouting team, a very strong engineering team to try and, you know, prove to them that this we belong here as opposed to the all-girl card. <laughs> I wanted to know if you want, can you think of a story that you like telling, maybe you tell your friends or you tell your parents, a good story that relates to being on this robotics team? It could be a sad story, it could be a happy story, encouraging, but if, is there like a short story that you like to tell about being on this team? So my name is Michaela, and something that was really important to me was, like I said earlier, is like when I walked into robotics, I was terrified. I was with all of these upperclassmen and all of these girls who I didn't know and I just thought it was going to be this really weird awkward experience that I was not going to enjoy but I walked in on one of the first days of practice and I see this girl. She is practically standing on a chair bent over the robot with a drill in her hand and I just thought that was incredible and that's going to be something that I'm probably never going to forget because it was just like wow if she can do that I think I can probably do that too. And it just really impacted and shaped how I played out the rest of that season, I think. Just to add on to that story, like I was with her too and it was really cool and we got to know that person and she's like really good with tools and went off to a good college. 
like at the time it was like whoa like I could never do that but then later on in the year we're like doing more than just that and using like power saws and like standing on more than just tables and stuff so I thought that was really cool we got we got a lot of experiences (laughs) at the end of the season when we went to districts as a team I felt like the most united with my team like not just through every practice and every day because you do do that and you like make friendships and stuff but I feel like going to Portland last year was a really big step in like solidifying our team unity because you get to see all of these personalities that you wouldn't see like in school or maybe like in practice when we're really trying to work but like at a team dinner it's like really fun (laughs) to hear all these stories and like hear about your their lives outside of robotics which I think was like really impactful and made me want to do the team even more just because I got to know people better yeah yeah our first year we had a very you know exciting personality in this girl and she was always dancing around like playing music like doing some crazy stuff and one day she turns to the group and she's like you know by the end of the year we're going to be really good friends (laughs) and we all go oh god like (laughs) oh dear but she ended up being really, like, very, very, like, I was surrounded by a lot of people who were older than me, but I still keep in contact with them. I'm still Snapchatting them every day, like, how's college? So you build a lot of support groups with people who are older than you, and I really enjoyed that throughout Holy Names. Like, they've been through what I've been through in high school, and they're more than willing to, you know, offer help. So robotics kind of extends beyond the robot into, you know, what other people are doing in their lives, as she was saying. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. No, I um, building communities and building cohorts is basically what keeps um, underrepresented people into STEM. So I do a lot of work with um, helping people, um, underrepresented groups, stay in science, technology, and engineering, math. And they studies show over and over and over again, making that community, making that close um, group of friends. That's, that's what's going to help you when you hit that wall over and over again, wanting to quit, because that will happen. It happens to everybody. So that's really great that you have that. I have one last question that I, oh, two last questions <laughs> that I ask um, every interviewer. And one is, if you could have a superpower, and, and what would that be? And what would be your origin story? And you're like, oh, so think, think, think about that. And the second question was, how is your, um, your field, your life kind of represented in pop culture? And is that bad or good? So we could talk about how's robotics, um, you know, represented how is like high school life or, you know, sciencey high school life represented in pop culture. And is that accurate? Is it not accurate? All right. My name is Addie Boy Lowe. And if I could have a superpower, I would definitely go with um, Green Lantern superpower. You know, you got to have a power ring, brightest day, blackest night, you know, the whole ish. But DC. yeah, I, I love DC Comics. Um, the only issue with Green Lantern is it's green. I really don't like the color green. So <laughs> I yeah, there is other colors. Yeah. I, I'm pretty. I'd really like. I think the Blackest Night series. You know, like they have like the black power ring. Yeah. I really enjoy wearing black. I'm wearing all black right now. Yeah, we're, gonna, I, we're gonna take a picture. We're gonna share that with our listeners. <laughs> so I would definitely go with that as my superpower. Okay. Yeah. And what would be your origin story then? How how did you end up as a um, Green Lantern that shade? You know, that core of people. I kind of like my own personal origin story. You know, just like me. Like, this is who I am. You know, like, I went, I grew up, you know, I went to a Catholic middle school. I ended up going to an all girls academy. And then suddenly there was this power ring, and I'm like, 
you know, just like sitting in the lawn. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. You're about to roll over it with mom. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, like drop my book on it. Like, oh, whoops. (laughs) So I'd probably trip over it knowing me and then be like, oh, (laughs) that's a power ring. (laughs) My name is Joelle, and I think my superpower would be like shape-shifting, something like that, because I feel like... My daughter out there. That would be super <laughs> cool to just like turn into something else because you always wonder like what it would be like to be like a dog or something or Jennifer Lawrence or like <laughs> yeah like a different person like having a different personality like that would be so cool. So what would be your origin story? I think maybe like going to a concert like and touching Beyonce and being like what? <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like realizing that I turn into anyone. Yeah. That's very X-Men. Okay, so I'm Sorrel Schifferling once again. And I don't know if you count this as a superpower, but I would want to know the art of ninjutsu from, like, Naruto. <laughs> and my origin story would be me sitting in my room reading um, Naruto, the manga, and then all of a sudden I get transported in and then I have to live there in the hidden leaf village. <laughs> Um, my name's Michaela, and I think if I had a superpower, it would be telepathy, like the ability to read minds, you know, because I'm like, I have so many questions, and I just like, I always have so many questions for people, and I know that like, it gets to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, will this girl stop asking questions, and so if I could just like, read people's minds, like I wouldn't have to ask questions all the time, so I think it would be really useful, and I think my origin story for that would be something like, I really relate to like, the Spider-Man origin story, like I would definitely be bit by a radioactive spider, like that would, yeah, it could be like like a radioactive like chicken peck or something (laughs) 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 who knows If you're just joining us, this is Spark Science, and today we're talking about robots in high school with Team Rain. So just that last question, like, how is your your interests, your passions, and your being, your identity represented in pop culture, and how do you like that, or is it good or bad? I think through a lot of movies or something, you always see the STEM nerdy girl, and you're like, oh, she's kind of weird, and no one likes her. But then when you, like, go to robotics and you see, like, our team or like all these girls that are in STEM it's not really the same like I feel like we're pictured like out of the loop or like not popular per se or like Darcy from like Thor yeah it's kind of like (laughs) nerdy with glasses doesn't do their hair like I feel like we're all regular teenage girls but we like science and math and we like challenges and we like engineering and we like programming and we like business so it's kind of like differently portrayed in like media or stuff like that I don't know I found in my life like I in middle school I was very shy very nerdy like very into myself and I yeah I felt like I yeah exactly exactly and I found that like to communicate with people I had to you know start understanding what they're into so 
which I don't necessarily think is the best thing, you know? I mean, it definitely helped me branch out, like, learning about pop culture. Like, oh, now I can have a conversation with anybody because of it. But at the same time, like, I definitely relate with that person who, you know, has no idea what's going on because that's who I used to be. Mm. And I'm not sure if, you know, like, the more I, you know, go away from that, I'm not sure if that's necessarily a good thing, you know? So I think it's finding the balance in robotics between, you know, being the pop culture savvy and still, like, you know, embracing those parts of yourself that are, you know, very STEM related. Well, I think it's kind of funny that I'm, like, in robotics. Like, there's always that stereotypical, like, Asian who's, like, really smart and geeky. And I don't know, like, even <laughs> even though I'm in robotics, I still, I feel like I still, like, deviate from that type of norm. Um, because I'm not that smart. I do have glasses, though. But <laughs> it's just, it should be portrayed in a different way. Like, there can be, like cool people and it doesn't even have to be like just Asians but there could be like cool Asians who do robotics and they don't they don't have to be smart they could be kind of dumb yeah it just kind of um it's kind of cool though because people think I'm smart but I'm really into STEM like I'm really really into STEM um, I spend a ton of my time working in kind of STEM environments and thinking about it and looking things up and doing research. And there's just, I feel like it's really hard to find female role models. And I have met some incredible women who do really inspire me. But it's just so weird because I just, you know, in pop culture, you just don't see a lot of that. And I do have and I do see strong female women who just empower me and I'm just I think they're incredible but it's just I don't see a lot of who I am and I'm also somebody you know I am really into science but I also do things like cheerleading and people wouldn't expect that out of me and so you know when I talk to people they think that I'm just this girl who's like super self uh, self absorbed (laughs) and just in like super weird nerdy and into STEM but I have other parts of me too and I don't think that people realize that sometimes I mean, I liked all of your comments and us talking before about, like, identity is more complex and it's not one note. But us in the uh, inclusion in STEM field, we talk about intersectionality a lot. And we talk about how, you know, you can be a woman and you can like cheerleading and you can like physics. And, like, I'm, for, for me, um, I, I'm Asian, too. <laughs> but my dad's Mexican, so I didn't get, like, straight A's. And they'd be like, oh, that's why you get B's. Like, horrible, horrible racism. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you can be both things. You can be many, many different things. And I think that's another thing that I think your generation is much more, much better at embracing than mine. Is there anything you would like to add to this interview that you wanted to add about your team or anything? Yeah, I just wanted to say that everybody on our team and everybody who has been on our team is so incredible. And just for coming and participating and being active within our little community is just an incredible thing. And I would encourage anybody out there to go and to join a robotics team or start one or just throw yourself into whatever life gives you. So. <laughs> Going back to gender roles, like I took Psych 101 this summer and they were talking about how there's this identity test. I don't know if it's the same one that you're talking about, but it's like there would be like a girl does this or something and it'd be like a kitchen. There'd just be like so many options like cooking in the house or like engineering. And then there'd be the same with men. And a lot of people would choose like the 
stereotypical like oh they'd probably be in the kitchen and I honestly think like that's just not right and robotics really helps people think differently like that's girls can do engineering and I think that really helps the more girls who participate in that can definitely change this generation and change how they're thinking so we're not just portrayed as we're just going to stay in the kitchen and do work and the men are like out there doing work and we're taking care of children like that's not how we should be portrayed yeah so if you guys are interested the viewers out there um, (laughs) in uh, joining a robotics team um, you can go to firstinspires.org there's a whole bunch of information for middle school teams that work with Legos up to our level which is FRC where we build you know the big six foot tall robots yeah, that was our first year. And then also, if you guys want to contact us about having uh, you know, us mentor you or you know, speak in a middle school, we'd be more than happy to come out. So, I'm Addie Boylow, business captain. It's going to be A-B-O-I-L-E-A-U-17 at holynames-sea.org. <laughs> it'll be included yeah no that'll be good no (laughs) thank you so much for talking with me and um this has been really enlightening for me because it's good for me to talk to people that aren't 20 (laughs) i teach i teach at college so anyway thank you so much have a great panel thank you thank you for joining us we just interviewed team rain at seattle's geek girl con if you missed any of the show go to our website sparksciencenow.com or go to kmre.org and click on the podcast link Today's episode was recorded on location in Seattle, Washington. Our producer is Regina Barber-DeGraff. The engineer for today's show is Natalie Moore. Special thanks to the organizers of Geek GirlCon. This is Spark Science, and we'll be back again next week. Listen to us on 102.3 FM in Bellingham or KMRE.org, streaming on Sundays at 5 p.m., Thursdays at noon, and Saturdays at 3 p.m. If there's a science idea you're curious about, send us an email or post a message on our Facebook page, Spark Science. This is an all-volunteer-run show, so if you want to help us out, go to sparksciencenow.com and click on Donate. Our theme music is Chemical Calisthenics by Blackalicious and Wonderland by Janelle Monet. Our feature song today was Jay Dilla Won't Do. Lead, gold, tin, iron, platinum, zinc. When I wrap your thing, iodine, nitrate, activate. Red uranium, the only difference is I transmit sound. Balance with some balance, then you add a little talent in. Careful, careful with those ingredients. They can explode and blow up if you drop them and they hit the ground.